stories of the street. I'm Sachi. I'm Kelly. As we meet new people and discover new places around the world, we encounter countless stories that we feel need to be told. This is one of these stories. So we're here with Matt, who is our friend on exchange from Sydney, Australia. We wanted to talk to him because I feel like we'll cut this part out and I'll go straight yeah. to his introduction, but anyway. <laughs> Um, because he has a really interesting approach to life and he's always doing things, always sledding or snowboarding. Or driving to northern Quebec. (laughs) Yep. Um, but really cool and really unique. So why don't you say who you are? Ah. Brief intro. (laughs) Okay. Um, yep. I'm Matt from Australia. Like doing things, I guess. <laughs> Where are you from in Australia? Uh, well, I studied in Sydney, but um, I grew up in Canberra. Okay. So, yeah. And then I, I've lived abroad a little bit too. Where have you lived? Uh, I was almost born in Vanuatu because um, my parents were working there, but I don't think there was like a hospital. <laughs> so they, they flew back to uh, Australia. I was born and then pretty much not long after went back to Vanuatu. Okay. That's like my earliest memory is in Vanuatu. And then um, uh, I was in Australia again for a bit. And then when I was like quite young, still like three to five, I was in Bali living there. So it's pretty nice. Pretty fun. And then Canberra ever since. Yeah. And then What's Sydney. Canberra like? Uh, Canberra's good. Ca- Canberra's um, the bloody capital of Australia. Because <laughs> um, Canberra gets called boring like quite a lot. <laughs> probably hey, you wouldn't have heard much about Canberra other than it's boring <laughs> but I think Canberra is like a lot of fun and it just comes down to like if you have that mentality of making fun around you yeah. as opposed to like I think it was a really good place to grow up because of all the open space and all the lots of just random fun things you can do it's like such wide open roads always so quiet on the streets and like just so much room to play it's called like the bush capital because there's so much like nature and trees around there's like you get off to the top of camera and you see more trees than buildings like it's really sprawled um but if you were the kind of person that likes to go like go to a bar or go like see nightlife or something there's like some good nightlife but it's not like yeah it's not the same as the city so i guess like being in your 20s maybe not the best place to be canberra like if you're into uh into the into all, having those range of things you could do in the yeah. city, mm-hmm. yeah. That's so that's why people call Canberra boring because like it's it doesn't have that bustling nature. Okay. Everything goes to sleep at ten. <laughs> like shops will not be open okay. past ten. <laughs> um, but I I strongly believe that if you're a fun person, then no matter then where Canberra you are. is fun. <laughs> <laughs> So that's call out to anyone who's talking shit about Canberra. <laughs> You're, You're not, not a fun. fun. Person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you do as a kid? Like, what were you like? Yeah. Um, just a bit of everything. <laughs> I like. I never really got super good. Oh, I got. I got good at snowboarding because there was um. The one good thing about Canberra was that the the ski resorts in Australia were like only two and a half hours drive away. So I actually got like super into snowboarding, go to, would go like every weekend. But otherwise, I don't know, just skating around, take, taking bikes around everywhere, just messing around. Not, never anything like proper, just screwing around. Yeah. yeah. Lots of space to do that. Yeah. Go swimming in the rivers and stuff. 
And now you live in Sydney? Yeah. By yeah. the beach? By the beach. Live in Manly. It's a fun life. Do you surf? <laughs> yeah, yeah. More recently, just like, well, not now. <laughs> but before before I came, I would go like every every day. Is really getting into it. That's like one thing I really miss more than probably anything. It's just yeah. like going to the beach and just even swimming and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you seem to be compensating for the lack of surf with other seasonal activities in Montreal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do get like I get pretty itchy if I'm not doing things. I guess I think I feel like there's like strong believer that you can just find fun in anything you do like anywhere there is there's, there's somewhere to have fun and obviously there's like tons of snow around here <laughs> i love snow it's so much fun and so well we just you went ice skating them. yesterday oh yeah man <laughs> i'm not very good at ice skating <laughs> but yeah my my one of my ex-girlfriends used to be a figure skater um and wow. used to try to teach me to ice skate and I would just never pick up like <laughs> yeah she'd get really frustrated she was Russian so she'd get a bit like angry at me <laughs> we were talking to Jack yesterday and he said you just constantly look like you want to do a handstand no yeah where you are yet I still can't do them <laughs> you I, I constantly look like I'm gonna try have this burning <laughs> desire <laughs> I wish I could that'd be so cool to just be like Anyway, I'm going to go and then just like go on your hands and walk away. <laughs> That'd be fun. But you can't but do one. I, I cannot. Longest I've held is for about like nine seconds. Do you want to show you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Maybe I can't, I can't handstand. Um, but yeah, no. It's just like I do get restless if I, if I don't like. It's like I have like different moods, you know. Like some days you just like relaxing all day. Mm-hmm. But like some days I just like if I stay inside all day, I'll just get really agitated and just want to do something like go out and play yeah. <laughs> I think that comes from like I'm not even the most like outgoing compared to some of my friends back in Canberra most of my friends in Canberra would just be doing stuff all the time every day um, like what kinds of things just surfing and yeah just like exploring. yeah just making fun out of anything I think that's like that's what I like the most about, about my friends back in Canberra um, can just like find fun in it in any way just like for instance here you could grab like a just a don't have a sled just grab a skateboard take the wheels off and then go play on the snow or something (laughs) in the middle of the night after a night out (laughs) like that that's a fun thing to do and you can you can find that anywhere it's it's more about like it's not about so much where you are it's more about like what you do what there is around yeah yeah Yeah, and so like i think they're like my friends in in camera like the best at that can just Uh like spontaneous yeah quite spontaneous um We'll just randomly, like, we'll just message in the group chat, hey, anyone want to, like, go build this rope swing at this, uh, like, and then have a big barbecue or something? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone drives in. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's probably, like, had a big influence on, um, like, why I like to go out and do things like yeah. that. It's just, like, all my friends do it so much. Yeah. But you also do it when you're alone, right? Or you did yeah, a road yeah, yeah. trip to Quebec and... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Matt just drove to Sanguinet, is that Sagnier? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Up that that was a cool fjord and stuff. Um and what was it what was the other park like? Jardin. No, not go, not because that was like I figured out that was um, <laughs> it's really far. I looked at I just looked at the map and I was like, Oh yeah, I can do that. <laughs> it was over a weekend and then eventually like literally the day before I, I'd hired the car and then I was and then I looked I plotted the route. 
that said it was like 26 hours of driving <laughs> so like, maybe not yeah. <laughs> um but i did the shorter route to like that that fjord yeah um yeah that was cool it was fun i was getting just like real a bit cabin fevery mm-hmm. really. like montreal's really fun and great and stuff but it's just like i was seeing pictures around and i was like that looks really cool to go to yeah go out and drive there yeah yeah do you mind going by yourself do you get bored or what do you do um no i think i've always been pretty all right being being on my own like sometimes i prefer it yeah it's always good to have a friend but like sometimes i just prefer to have my own space and i'm like i'm all right with that i was listening to like a lot of quebec radio that was <laughs> actually i don't know why i'd listen to so much quebec radio is horrible <laughs> but uh yeah I, I don't mind spending a bit of time by myself driving's really nice do you ever get stressed out in situations in what what kind of situations well, i was thinking like when you were going to new york hmm. you got left at the bus stop <laughs> no, it was Toronto. Yeah, yeah, it's Toronto. <laughs> yeah, just the bus. I just got off um, to go to the bathroom when the bus stopped and walked out, and it left. <laughs> um, yeah, that. I mean, <laughs> I was, with all your stuff. On I was, board. yeah, I was. Or too... even when you were driving home from Quebec and your phone, like your phone doesn't really charge, so uh, yeah, you didn't have directions, and then <laughs> you. Had, don't have the best eyesight unless you're <laughs> yeah, your I was str- struggling to see the, uh, so, the street signs. But you don't seem to get stressed. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you can just be, you can step back and just be like, the situation's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I think the best philosophy for that sort of thing happening is just to, yeah, to step back, look at it, look at it how you would look at it in hindsight maybe as well in the future be like this was just pretty kind of funny right. i was just sitting at this bus station for two hours just more confused <laughs> than stressed just being like how could the bus because jack and holly were on the bus yeah and they were like oh, as they're leaving the car park jack and holly are like yeah um our friends just in the bathroom can you just wait a sec and she's just like no <laughs> just kept driving and so like after talking to jack and holly on the bus they're like yeah we can't stop i was just confused <laughs> and but like knowing that you can just get on the next bus is fine sat there for two hours driving back without a phone was just like i don't know the way to, the way i think about it is you're always just going to get home at some stage mm-hmm. like that. you're always going to like get there in the end you, you're not taking there's, there's a funny thing that um, my friend rory said once when we're like he says whenever you you take the wrong turn or something to, to like get to a new place and you're going like it's a weird diverted route and you're like stressed out because you're taking the wrong turns you don't know where you're going and he's just like ah oh, well uh it's not it's not the wrong way it's just the long way <laughs> and that, that helps you just like yeah just gonna get there in the end yeah. you're just uh taking the long way have you ever been in a situation where it's actually like very sticky and you do feel kind of stressed uh, where it's the long way but also kind of the wrong the way the permanent wrong way yeah. <laughs> uh n- no i don't think so it always works out it's not like i don't get stressed <laughs> like you get in situations where you're stressful yeah. um but it's good that you seem to take a step back and just look at it with more perspective yeah i think, I think a lot of people perspective. Get i would up. get more caught up in it yeah yeah i mean there's, there's, there's like two ways you can go about it you can sort of like you can be in that space where you're like, oh shit, you know, um, I'm in this terrible situation. Or you can just be like, 
look at it and just be like, oh, I have nothing, nothing yeah, I can do, I can do about it. it. Yeah. Like, all oh, my friends actually, my like brother really pays us all out because we all speak alike. Like we, we have a, sort of like a way of speaking that we just all pick up from each other and we, we just sound so weird. Uh-huh. And um, we always just go, like the most common word said between us all is just, ah, well... well well. and it's just anytime something annoying happens something bad you're like well (laughs) just accept (laughs) like yeah my friends just like we sometimes go out of our way to punish ourselves (laughs) like 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 just do something that kind of really sucks um just because it's kind of funny like Like, or like take well i mean they they've slept in like um, public toilets in campsites really? just because it's like, what are you guys doing tonight? Oh, nothing. Oh, let's go sleep in this uh, public toilet. <laughs> or like something like taking the hard way to get from A to B. Like we were in Vietnam and instead of paying like 10 bucks for a five hour bus, a comfy five hour bus, we paid $1 to get in the back of a ute and we were like a back of like a trailer. And we were, we were squished between, there was literally, I'm not joking, there was about, this is a truck, like a small truck, and in the back there was, I think I counted 28 people, just all oh crammed in, like, there were heads sticking out, and we're just in this situation, <laughs> and we're like, we, we saved like $9 to be in this for like five hours, all of us like cramped and stumbling around after we got out, but yeah, I don't know, it's just fun, that's like, talking about that in retrospect is like, I much prefer it than makes I did that option. a better story. Yeah. Yeah, and story. more fun times. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's that's a good philosophy. Ah those... well, <laughs> it's the best thing to say whenever anything is bad. Just ah well. <laughs> Are those your most memorable times? Those um, where you've taken risks like that? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Like the the times where you just get in something totally outrageous is like it's the best of them. So like you might as well put yourself in the situations. Well, I don't remember going over to like my friend's house to to have a a beer, but I do remember getting up at five a.m. and going for a swim in the lake in the middle of the <laughs> night, you know, <laughs> in, yeah. in winter. So like, you know, yeah. making memories. Well, that's good that your friend group creates all these. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, opportunities. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're just like. Well, very, uh, like, pushing to go out and do stuff. I think that's, like, a real big influence on me. It's one of, I've sort of gotten used to going out and doing stuff, and that's why, like, now I get agitated if yeah. I don't. Yeah. Just, we always look like idiots. Like, that's the thing. Like, everyone thinks we're really weird. Um, I don't know. For instance, like, we, we went to, like, this beach in when we are in Poland. It was, like, a lake. And everyone's, like, relaxing on the beach and having just a nice time sitting there. And then me and Brett... We completely covered ourselves in mud and we were walking and play fighting on the beach. And we're just ruining, ruining this perfectly nice scene. Everyone's trying to relax and we're just flinging mud around. Absolute children. Um, but that's the, the sort of thing we do. We do that when we go out. We just like be stupid, yeah. throw water at each other or something like that. Ruin it for everyone else. I hope it doesn't ruin it for everyone else. That's... Everyone should just join in. <laughs> yeah, true. That was us at the spa. Yeah, that was kind of bad. We were at Montreal's nicest spa, thanks to Kelly's mom, and I didn't have 
sandals or anything, and it's free, like most of the spa is outside, so. I was so cold because I was in a bikini and no shoes. Yeah. And I was trying like, to get across the yeah, and to snowing. Hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> and and all I wanted was to get to the hot tub, <laughs> and I didn't have shoes. And it was a far walk, so on I this mean, metal bridge, it was like kind of spiky and cold. Yeah. yeah. So I was making a big fuss, and then Kelly gave me a piggyback ride, and it was really messy, and everyone was looking at us. But. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Especially, like, and often when you're having fun in those situations, you look like an idiot to everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't That's even come I mean. prepared. Some ladies in the hot tub were wearing woolen hats, and were, like, very content where our hair was freezing. Like, it was such a weird <laughs> dip under the water every few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Not so not normal. <laughs> That's exactly how I would do it if I went to that spa as well. <laughs> Just be so not normal. <laughs> so initially, the podcast was going to talk about how we think you have an unconventional way of staying healthy because you're very <laughs> like physically healthy, but... Not in a way that you go to the gym or exercise per se, but you just constantly are active and you're constantly doing things. Um, But then we thought about your eating habits too and we weren't sure. Hey, come on. (laughs) Like what? Uh, Protein heavy. (laughs) Not sure. Sometimes an odd, yeah. Or the... The breakfast. What was the meal you discussed yesterday? The Indomie with the hash browns and the meat pie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, basically, I just uh, throw together whatever. <laughs> like if, it, if it's in my fridge, I'll just eat it. It's all about um, balance, I think. Yeah, I definitely don't put any any thought into my nutrition that much. But I don't think I think I still eat on on average like all right. I think I pretty yeah. I eat all right, but um. Yeah, I guess I have like a, a similar approach with eating. It's just like not going as so far to be like, oh, f- food is fuel, so just put whatever in. But it's like um, if I've if I've got a funny meal in front of me, that's kind of like I enjoy that. If I've got this weird, yeah, I'll take a photo. I'll make strange sandwiches, like I don't know, pickles and peanut butter or something, and just be like this is funny <laughs> and like and in the end it doesn't matter too much like how it tastes <laughs> you're just, you're just, you're just gonna eat it the that... hot dog <laughs> yeah i just see i see food as a bit of a game sometimes as well. and but... then did you ever get into working out and going to the gym and that kind of or maybe mm. it's also just your genetics i think yeah i mean i can blame a lot of it on genetics I'm like, I'm like, I've got quite a quick metabolism. Like if I, I find it very easy to accidentally lose weight. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. sucks. Like when I came back from Asia, I was just like, I did get sick a bit, but I came back and I was like ribbed. Wow. Um, but yeah, I've always been sort of naturally athletic as well. Mm-hmm. Like in like early athletics carnivals in school and stuff, I would always do pretty well. But, and then, and then in later years, um, when people actually started training, they just smoked me. <laughs> couldn't keep up anymore but um yeah I'm, I'm definitely just naturally a little bit like that but maybe maybe i do like to get out and like exercise and stuff i've never i've never enjoyed going to the gym i do run I've, I've, I've never enjoyed going to the gym i did have to like for rehab 
I had like a knee injury and a shoulder injury, so I had to go to the gym at various times. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand the gym. It's so weird. But um, if I get like agitated, I, I do like going for a run, like especially on the beach. That's something mm-hmm. I really miss. Mm-hmm. I used to run on the beach heaps. It must be quite difficult here though in Montreal because we're in a city and it's cold and you can't, even now, can you run really with the snow? <laughs> no, man, I would, seriously, I'd break my butt. <laughs> <laughs> you already have so many bruises. <laughs> no more. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would hurt myself a lot. Um, yeah, I haven't really been exercising that much. I guess um, the sledding around or something like that is it's pretty good exercise. You I, I get so pumped from that. But I guess... Yeah, yeah, it's a bit snowy for the skateboard. But yeah, to take the trucks off and the wheels and then used it as a as a impromptu sled. <laughs> Terrible idea. <laughs> to anyone listening, so sketchy, don't do it. <laughs> Buy a toboggan <laughs> or a snowboard. But yeah. Um, Which you fun. did do as well. Yeah, we got like this, this small... One. No, it's like a child. Oh, the toboggan? Yeah. Yeah, the toboggan is huge. It fits like three people on it. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think Patty bought it, but um, if you're listening, I broke it. <laughs> Don't tell him I snapped it. Um, I got like a bit of air and then just like landed back on it and just cracked through the middle. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, but um, bought like a little kid snowboard as well from like second, from the off shop. Um, that thing's also pretty sketchy. Cause it's, it's like it's, plastic and small. Yeah, it's not a real snowboard. It's like made of rubber, so you can almost bend it entirely yeah. back on itself. so i've had some bruises from that as well (laughs) and what do you study uh i study well back at home i study um business geography and marine science and what do you think you want to do uh yeah that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm just sort of going with the flow a little bit of it um i think i want to go into like coastal management things like that because I, I find that really interesting and quite a developing space with um with climate change as well yeah yeah I, I I never really intended to do like I didn't start with marine science I started just like generic biology and things and then did did a couple of marine science courses and was like yeah this is interesting as looking at like how climate changes and sea level rises big changes going along especially in like Australia's beaches you're having whole like beach reversals where you used to have sand like longshore drift taking sand from one edge of the beach to the other and then Uh now with like different processes you got that sand going the other way and then you've got like big changes in morphology and huge storms which are causing billions of damage in like when big storms hit and attack all the uh the coastal houses because people in australia love just going straight up to the beach yeah Yeah. and so like i think there's going to be big implications there and also in the pacific you're not considering economics or that, I don't Business know, you're in a super interesting economics class. But. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Economics is cool. <laughs> uh, take, cut that bit out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I think economics comes into, into management and policy yeah, and things like that. But yeah, that, that, that course is really interesting. It's called the economics of happiness. It's a bit of like a uh, a random elective thing I chose. Oh, um, it's an elective. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, I don't think anything here actually counts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing whatever I want. Um, but yeah, I, that's that's that course is all about 
changing the way we look at how like we design policy like, what's what's the goal of the government is it to encourage growth or is it to encourage the well-being of its population and it's sort of like i think going into that course i was i was sort of a bit skeptical it was like looking at the economics of well-being and how like you know some countries like bhutan put well-being at the top of their agenda and they plan for well-being and you're like oh that's really really cool but like does that actually make sense like is it is it really just this fluffy like subjective thing that you're aiming for um but what it actually is is it's quite a concrete way of like of running an agenda and like if you instead of targeting like economic growth it is possible to target well-being without being superficial and being like yeah we're all happy country we're trying to make everyone happy and then like yeah. Yeah, genuinely improving people's standards of life. And... Yeah, and looking at the benefits that can come across, just having that as your main goal, rather mm-hmm. because like, as as it's pretty apparent, having economic growth and and capital accumulation is not not been a good outcome for for well being. Yeah. Especially in like Western countries where like economic growth has been soaring, but it's sort of happiness has plateaued in the past 50 years. No one's really getting happier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. But I mean, yes, that was the biggest surprise to me going into that course, finding out that, that having subjective wellbeing data, like surveys uh, on like people's evaluation of their happiness is actually a good thing to like base all of your policy off. I think like in every sector, yeah, in health, you you measure um, you measure the effectiveness and the cost benefit of your health programs by looking at the impact that it has on someone's happiness, rather than like because all the other measures like uh, quality of life um, year added something mm-hmm. like that no year year of life added added with quality of life adjusted or something like that uh-huh. so it's like how many years did we add to someone's life in good health and that's like a that's one measure of how you've implemented like a health program but like that that's never actually that concrete it's pretty like fuzzy how do you how do you rate someone's like quality of life with the year year that you've added to their life (laughs) (laughs) you know they they sort of say like uh one year of 0.5 quality of life is worth two years of wait (laughs) i've lost myself (laughs) point but that's the point. It's yeah. Anyway, if you if you target um, well-being as as a as a goal, happiness is a goal for your your health policy. Then you can measure the the good thing about happiness is you can aggregate everything into your life and be like this is this is this is my life. This is why I'm happy. And then researchers can be like, okay, what's going on in your life? Mm-hmm. And compare that, aggregate that across everyone who's saying. I'm happy, I'm not happy, and what's going on in everyone else's life, and you could be like, this is what is making them happy. On average, right. people more happy, or on average, people less happy. So, like, mm-hmm. unemployment is an obvious one that makes people not happy. Marriage is one that makes people happy. Kids is, is something... Having kids is something that makes someone <laughs> spike in happiness and then slowly <laughs> go down <laughs> until... Uh, the kid moves out and then the happiness goes back up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird. Everyone sort of has these like weird normative assumptions about what makes us happy, mm-hmm. even though they might not be real. So you've got this difference between like what we think would make us happy. Like, obviously, like you think you're going to make more money and then this actual impact. 
right. that applies to things like having kids as well. Like you'd be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have like live out the dream, get married, have a kid. That's gonna make me happy because everyone tells me it is. Mm-hmm. But then the research shows something different. Right. And so that's why it's so important to to actually give some credit to the research. It's not just this random subjective thing. It's actually quite concrete, and it's I think it's a really good thing to base policy off. Yeah. If we all if we all base policy off happiness and what's what makes people happy then like that should be the outcome of government shouldn't it Mm -hmm. it is really interesting that you can look at that from a quantitative like view yeah exactly statistically you can analyze that yeah and you can compare across um compare across regions compare across time yeah it's heaps cool and that yeah that's the biggest thing that came out like you can go into a course and you can be like of course it's good to put happiness at the front but you'd also be skeptical you'd be like you know, is that really a measure that you can you can use? Like, income and growth is pretty concrete, and you can target that. That's easy to design for. Like, happiness is that is that something that's kind of fluffy? You know. Yeah. But yeah, the thing I found in in this course was that it really is. I I think now, every government should put well being at the top of its agenda. Did you learn anything in that course that you think will change something you do in your everyday life, like personally? Because you're talking about that course from like a policy perspective, but did it make you realize anything? Yeah, yeah. About yourself or what makes you happy? Yeah, definitely. I mean, alongside the course, it was pretty cool because like he he's clearly done a lot of research into happiness himself and he writes things about it. And so he's sort of like, I think he's quite virtuous, <laughs> the professor. So he, he strongly believes in sort of like an Aristotle view of like doing things that give you long-term happiness rather than like short-term consumerism and, and mm-hmm. things like that. I don't think I've ever been that consumerist, but it, there's been like, he, he does give out some, um, some like good pieces of advice, things like, you know, exercise and all the, all the general things to make you happy. But at a more deeper philosophical view, I don't think it's created anything new but it's enhanced like preconceived ideas mm-hmm. that I already had. Like, mm-hmm. It would make sense. Yeah. Are you a happy person? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Give myself like an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We like to quantify. <laughs> but what do you think, like what's your view on what makes you happy or what makes people happy or those preconceived notions that have been reinforced in this class? Yeah. Like... Um, I think, so there's, there's different kinds of things. So I think in a holistic view throughout your whole life, there's the, your, the opportunities that come to you and the, your, your ability to take those opportunities. I think that's, that's something that is necessary for you to find your own meaning in your life. Mm-hmm. That's a holistic satisfied with your life kind of thing. And so that's necessary. Um, and then there's the day to day living as well. And so that's, um, you know, exercise that's not indulging too much in, um, kind of like addictive things. That's not like being attached to your, your, your phone or your computer too much. And that's like, you know, going out and living life a bit more than in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds very like subjective, but. And um, good relationships maybe. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that's a really strong thing having having good relationships mm-hmm. and having the good space for relationships and and making real like proper deep connections with other people that's one of the most important things i think yeah 
you made a pretty like solid group of friends here coming to Montreal. What was that like meeting you were coming here and not knowing anyone? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's been heaps of fun. Like it's been, <laughs> it's, it's been really cool coming on exchange, meeting new people. I like meeting new people and making new friends. Yeah. I never really have like lots and lots of friends. Um, I normally pick like a have a few friends and then get really close with them. I guess that's what most people do actually. <laughs> but you know, some no, people but more a smaller friend group on average, you would say. Yeah, I have like a medium friend group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like I'm, I'm not a normal I'm not, like, person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not like the kind of guy who like would goes on exchange and then like just attaches to everyone and then just has all these like amazing friendships <laughs> right. but like um it's been really good like coming here and making friends with you guys and stuff and it's been like being able to get closer with you guys and that's been fun yeah yeah, yeah. definitely it's cool it feels like you guys have been here for ages <laughs> yeah yeah i was thinking back like when i first arrived that does feel like ages ago but at the same time it's like absolutely yeah zoomed by so what's next? Where are you going? You're leaving Montreal soon? Yeah, in yeah. In a week? Yeah, I'll leave in like three days. It's uh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Um, uh, I'm going to New York, and then I'm going to Vancouver, going to uh, Whistler with my brother and two friends that are coming, and uh, going to go snowboarding for a couple of weeks, going down to, um, to LA and going to hire a van. <laughs> we only, we so only awesome. sorted all of that out quite recently. That's been kind of stressful, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, got a van rented. We're gonna sort of like live out of that and drive up to Colorado through Arizona and Utah. Oh yes, yeah. oh yes, through the big Grand Canyon, the real one, <laughs> and Monument Valley, all those big things. It's gonna be sick. I'm, I'm interested to see how we're gonna go um, sleeping in the van, like in the mountains <laughs> I think we're gonna have to cuddle up with each other a little bit <laughs> see how it goes yeah, there. a bit chilly yeah you have to post the story of the Grand Canyon but Niagara Falls Niagara Falls <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah. that's gonna be amazing yeah I'm super excited for that and then you go back to Australia yeah yeah I've Not- still got like a whole month of breaks I've been on an, I've been on a break for like eight months now because <laughs> yeah. I'm considering this exchange a break <laughs> past bail uh, yeah I, I, I figured out I've been this whole year I've been in Australia for like three and a bit months and so like it's not a lot yeah <laughs> it's been sick um, but yeah pretty keen to get back to Australia I think I'm going to go on like a when I get back I'm going to go on a, a road trip with a couple of my friends um, yeah surfing camping doing random shit yeah. <laughs> Sleeping in public toilets. <laughs> See how we go. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the podcast with uh, Kelly and Sachi. Uh, we'll see you next week with our next guest, who will be. Uh, he's one Jeremiah. of. Jeremiah. Will be Jeremiah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, we can use that. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Thanks so Thanks much. Thanks so much for chatting with us about this that was cool it's been fun
<laughs> We've been trying to convince Matt to come on the podcast for a while. Yeah, you got me to to agree to it at a very vulnerable and drunk state <laughs> the other night. So thanks for that. <laughs> but thanks for following through. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. 